Hi, Ron here and welcome. We love that you've come to join us here and listen to a lot of our episodes. Please help us continue with this by supporting us through either joining the Barack Center at thebarackcenter.com or joining us at the Fringe Church at thefringechurch.com and sharing and donating through those sources. And once again, thank you for joining us today. Hi, Ron here from the Fringe Church. Um, last night, great experience, always love it. Uh, Prison Fellowship put on an art exhibit, um, I've had the pleasure of coming along. But uh, talking to the guys who, who deal with um, a lot of these things and a lot of the prisoners coming out and, and um, helping the guys inside to uh, you know, better their lives and better themselves and get closer to God. Um, when I'm talking to them, one of the common things which kept coming up was when they're talking to people about what, why they do what they do. And quite commonly, they're put to the question of why would you help prisoners? Why would you help these guys who've done something wrong to society? And yeah, it's something which uh, at the fringe we, we get asked sometimes is why we do what we do. Um, I can't speak for everyone, but for myself, one of the most meaningful stories which I've ever heard when it comes to this topic is a story of a court case, a guy called Adolf Eichmann. Adolf Eichmann was uh, in Nazi Germany and uh, he was one of the guys who uh, perpetrated the gassing and killing of, of hundreds of you know, thousands of people and um, was, yeah, horrific, horrific things he did. But in his court case, because when his court case came up and he was tried for war crimes, um, he was had to have people come in who saw him taking people to the gas chambers, organising these things. So he had uh, someone come through who, who was a witness. And when he came into the courtroom, he collapsed. He collapsed crying in tears and was deeply moved and very upset when he, when he saw Eichmann sitting there in the box on the other side of the room, standing trial. Later on, this, this gentleman was interviewed and, and asked about that situation and why. Why did you have that reaction when you walked into the courtroom? And his response I will never forget. His response was, I was expecting to come into the courtroom and see the devil himself sitting there in the box awaiting trial. I was expecting a real monster, some horrific beast to be sitting there. But when I came in, what I saw was a man. All I saw was a man. And the realization of that it was just a man. And that that man could have possibly have been me. If I had been brought up in his shoes, if I had had the influences in my life which he had, if I had all the opportunities and, and the things which happened to me which he had, that could possibly be me. 
and that flooring. You know, it, it's it's very easy to cast judgment on people who've done something wrong. But our lives, to get to where we have been, has been a lottery. When you're born, they roll the dice. You have no control over the family you're born into. You have no control over their financial situations, the country you're in, uh, the influences on your life which are around you. You can control what you do with that stuff. You can't control whether you're born disabled. You can't control uh, your mind, how intelligent you have the potential to be, or, or what disabilities or what things come against you. And before we start casting stones and saying, um, looking down at people, prisoners and, and whatever, maybe we should question what we're doing with what we've got. Because we've won the lottery. If you've got a car sitting in your driveway, you're a winner. If you've got a house over your head, you're a winner. You've got an education, you're a winner. So what right do these people have who have been bought, born into the right circumstances Turn around and say to others who are trying to help, how can you help those guys? Where do you get off helping prisoners? Where do you get off helping these guys who've done something wrong? Because just like that guy walking into that courtroom and looking at Adolf Eichmann who, you know, horrific war crimes and he needed to pay the consequences of what they do. And I'm definitely not saying that people shouldn't. We all need to own up and be accountable for our actions. But what if you were born in their shoes? How would you look? Having the same influences, the same advantages and disadvantages. Before you start writing someone off, maybe think about that. One of the other key points is the biblical perspective. If you're a Christian, read the Bible. Look at what Christ says. Look at how Christ deals with people. Look at the people who are coming to him. Look at the tax collectors and all these people who are wanting to get that message. How have we distorted that? have we made it that anything other than these people who've been brought into different circumstances, who've suffered, who've done something wrong, who have found themselves on the wrong side of things, are, are any less than any of us. We are all God's masterpiece. We are all there for grace. We get covered with rubbish along the way. But the Mona Lisa, if you found that painting and it had been uh, left in 
a junk heap or or left somewhere and covered with dirt and dust or torn or or damaged in some way does it not have it its intrinsic beauty isn't it still a masterpiece just because life has given it some damage life has thrown some stuff on it as Christians aren't we meant to help get those things get those God's masterpiece in each and every one of us back looking the way it's meant to. not by forcing it but just by walking and loving them where they are. I get very frustrated when when I had a pastor only a couple of weeks ago tell me that um, I was going to burn in hell because of the people I like to help. A pastor in a church. It saddens me. I find it so painful that some Christians have got it so wrong it's not only about making ourselves into something it's, it's never about what we do but it's about what Christ does and it's our job to prepare the soil, to water, to plant seed. And then God does the rest. And each masterpiece grows into what it should be. In God's hands, not ours. When will we ever learn this lesson? How can you work with those guys? Admittedly, I probably need prayer because I do get a bit short with some of the people who say things like that. Um, but it weighs heavy on me. I see myself reflected in, in so many of those people who are struggling with addiction, criminality, whatever it is. Can't we just love them? Show empathy. You know, empathy, uh, I've pushed this topic before, but it comes from the, the word derivative. To to cry with, to feel the pain with. You know, when when Christ was crying, when, when he came to Lazarus' tomb, he was crying not because Lazarus was dead, but because people were sad and weeping, and he cried with them. He entered into their pain. He felt it with them. And then he raised Lazarus. But empathize. Feel their pain. That's also very different to taking on their burden. People's burdens are always their own. But you can walk with them and you can feel their pain. Thank you for listening. Look forward to catching up on Sunday. Hope to see you at Wrangler. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode. And please, 
Don't forget to sign up to thebarackcenter.com or thefringechurch.com and help support us so we can reach many more. Thank you again for joining us today.